You're listening to the Prime Culture Podcast, the young adult culture of abundant living faith setting with Cruz Ramirez and Mark McGaff. My people, prime people, welcome back to another edition of the Prime Culture Podcast. We're all the way back and couldn't be happy. We're in the studio. Ish. Ish with Pastor Cruz. <laughs> Season three, man. Episode three. three. Episode three. A lot three. of threes going on. This is like three is the number of divinity. Right, so this is going to be no a very, pressure. very divine. Yes, it better be very divine <laughs> episode, man. More fight left. More we fight just had left. a we just had culture night. Yeah, on Friday ago. night. Yeah, um, the September eighteenth. It was a super dope night, man. Everyone who was there. First thing. time at the West Side. Hey, I want to give a shout out to everyone who's listening that went to the West Side. You made driving. the drive. Thanks for driving. Wow. What wow. Pastor Charles says is true. You can make the drive. You can make, the, even if you have to ask your mom for gas money. And the culture showed <laughs> up. I mean, come on. We had parents dropping people off. We had ex-girlfriends dropping come people on. off. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for supporting on the West Side. We loved it. Over yeah, there. it was awesome. It was it was such a great night. We kicked off More Fight Left. Um, and really, that's what we're leaning, leaning into in, in the podcast, right, right? right? In the content of the podcast. Um, if you've been rocking with us, you've heard... Um, You've heard our pastor's voice, which is what we love. Want to remind you that our culture is a culture that's for the house. Right. And we're always going to give an ear to and honor to our our pastors. And so uh, episode one was awesome. Pastor Shannon knocked out insecurity. Wow, so good. Oh, my gosh. So many DMs about that episode. Dude, my gosh. It was popping. Uh, pastor Charles... Just the fight for restoration. Right. And I hope I hope you guys listen. If you need to go back and listen, I hope you heard his heart on how to vote. Right. Right. And how to approach voting as voting season is coming up. Very good. How to approach that and make sure you do everything that your pastor is asking you to do, man. It's it's it was that can be life changing, right? Um but today, man. Today. Come on, episode we three. We've For got another first very, very Woo! first time. Come long on. overdue. But Finally. you know what? You know, he's been at every single coach night just about. I mean, every event we have, always supporting what's happening. But for the very yeah. first time, we have one of our lead pastors, Pastor Jared Neiman, hey. in the studio. Hey, Let's come go. on. Hey, there's big news for me. I'm glad you're here. I was really excited about this. Recently, I was followed by you on Instagram twice. And so... <laughs> in the I'm, same day. Yeah, we're waiting twice for the, the official follow, but like I got the yeah. two... The two <laughs> Wait, I'm waiting for the, for the, the real yeah, account the to official follow, follow but the, the two fake ones have been awesome. <laughs> I'm single-handedly trying to increase your followers. Hey, come on. It's working <laughs> one by one. So, hey, all the trolls out there, keep it up. We love it. Yeah, we're grateful. Love Thank the you energy. for all of that. <laughs> hey, but for real though, report it, okay? Yeah, report, report it. The At Jared Neiman, that's the real... That's, that's the, the real one. account. There that's the only one. There's follow. only one, yeah, right? At Jared Neiman, follow that one. All the other ones report them. But hey, Pastor Jared, you made it. You've yeah. got some fake Instagram accounts. Hey, we're here. <laughs> I've arrived. The, the great, the greatest compliment, or what is it? The greatest form of flattery is invitation. There it is. <laughs> oh my gosh. There it is, man. That's that's unless really, it's a scam. <laughs> for real. Right. Unless you're taking your money, then yeah, just don't, don't do it. Don't do it. And if you got a DM from Pastor Jared asking you for money, don't. That's that's not how we rock. It's probably right? not him. It's probably. Yeah. If he says, if he was, and he says, blessings to you, dearly beloved, right? Like, yeah. I, I've known Pastor Jared for a long time, and he does not uh, talk like that. That's yeah, it's more like, hey, what's up? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> not, dearly beloved, in the name of the Lord. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, oh, my God. There's a princess in this country that needs your help right now. It's right not now. Pastor Jared. Right. It's not him. It's not. It's not him. But hey, you know what? Big ups to whoever that is. You are consistent. And you are going after it, so stay in your craft. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just big up? Con, yeah, big up, uh, con man. Yeah, big ups for the con man big out ups there for, uh, yeah. for your diligence in bringing keep, the law. It, <laughs> keep reaching for your dreams. Oh my keep gosh, going for man! It. Oh my gosh! You are really focused on scamming people. You work so hard. Oh my gosh! You gotta man. give them credit for faithfulness. Hey, that? for real. With, with, you know, I just want to say big ups to you guys who are listening for yeah, sticking with go. it. For sticking with it. If ever there were there a year that really tested your stick with itness, yeah. it is it is twenty twenty. You know, Good like job. we have we have gone through stuff that man, you know, wow, that's all I can say is oh, like you're man, here. You're making it. You're here. You and you stuck it. with it. Yeah. You you're stuck with it. it. You woke up. Better you're than here. you thought it'd be. Come on. Yeah. That's so good, man. We've been through a pandemic. We've been yeah. I mean I mean like the the exposure of just social injustice, disparity, yep. all of it. You know, um, one of the things, Jared, that you and I have have talked about 
before is this whole thought on just cancel culture, man. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, man, if ever, if ever it has become a thing, it's now, right? Like, and it's not even like people are, um, you know, getting necessarily getting their feelings hurt reactively. It's almost like there's a proactive approach to like, Mm -hmm. we're just, we're waiting for you to mess up. We're looking to cancel you. Absolutely. And you guys know what we're talking about. Right. And so we're not, we're we're not necessarily going to make political statements here, but we are going to, we are going to make stances on, on principles. Sure. Right. And on how we ought to live our lives and how we ought to carry ourselves as children of God and really sons and daughters of abundant. Right. Um, and I kind of wanted to spend some time on that, Jared, on, on talking about what your thought is and where, where, where this, this whole cancel culture is rooted from, from what you've seen, from what we've seen. I want to, I wanted us to talk about it, you guys, right. Like, um, I think that for me, it's, 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 uh, kind of like a tricky thing because when I, when I watch people and when I watch movements, really what it is, it's this, it's this crowd mentality, right? It's, it becomes this mob mentality where it's so emotionally driven and it's so immediate focused, right? And there, there is, there's almost like there's no bearing on the ramifications of what we're canceling, who we're canceling, why we're canceling. Man, we all know of a, of a, of a pastor that we, that we love and admire. Jared, you have a personal relationship with him. Um, in, in Alabama, who his because he inadvertently liked a post, yep. the school district canceled a, right. a contract with him, kicked out the church three, and ki- three churches, three kicked out yep. three churches from their school campuses. Right. But not only did they cancel a church, but they also canceled all the benefits that they right. were probably unaware. So his right? ch- his church was tutoring their children for free, was providing meals for all the kids that could not pay for meals on their own was giving, uh, had built in programs within those schools for single moms, for children, for kids and teenagers battling depression, et cetera, et cetera. And they canceled all of it. And yet the pastor's response was, if you'll let us, we'll keep doing the programs. So the pastor's church gets canceled because he liked to post whether on purpose or not. Right. All he did was like a post that was making a political statement. Now you you can disagree with it all you want, but then you kick the church out and then take away all the benefits that that church was giving towards the people. He didn't have a, an affair. He he wasn't embezzling money, embezzling stealing money, money, being money. immoral. Right. He he wasn't uh you know caught stealing the money from the church. He 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 wasn't caught in an ongoing pornographic addiction. He went, nothing like that. It was, he liked a post. That's it. Didn't even comment. Didn't retweet it. Nothing. Just hit like. That was it. And here comes the the gavel wow. from the judgment desk. Wow. wow. And it's, it's, it's really unfortunate, in my opinion. Yeah. I think cancel culture is uh, maybe the most damning culture that is in our society right now. Wow. And you said, where does it come from? In, in, in my estimation, to me, it comes from three things. It comes from self-righteousness. It comes from bullying. And it comes from hypocrisy. Mm. Uh Cancel culture is basically this. I tell you how you need to think. And if you don't agree with how I tell you you need to think or behave, I cut you off and destroy you at the same time. Wow. And that is the antithesis of who we are as humans and who we are as a country. And it's incredibly dangerous and it is ripe in hypocrisy because we see now this society of, oh, you made that mistake. And now we're canceling people for making a mistake 15 years ago, right? 20 years ago. I mean, when they were in high school and I'm not saying that some of the mistakes they made were good. No, they're mistakes. They're it's bad stuff. But yo, dude, like. They've also had 20 years of not doing that stuff, right. 30 years of building a totally different right. legacy, and we're just going to come in and cut your head off, but then also acting like you're perfect. Right. Oh, stop it. Right. Stop right. it. Right. right. 
And it's not, it's not even, it, you know, for me, it'd be, it's one of those things. Like if it was, if, if they, if they, if the people who were canceling could legitimately ride the high horse of morality, right. And just impunity where they're just, or I don't know if impunity is the right word, but they're just not, they're perfect. Right. Like I, I, I get that. Right. But it's not even, it's not even a more, sometimes it's not even a moral decision. It's really leverage. And an emotional, an emotional response, and it's leverage to do what you said. You don't agree with my agenda. You don't agree with what I stand for. And I'm going to rally everyone's emotions to destroy you. Like, we can't even have a discourse or a debate. Remember when debates were, like, for real, and real people thing. really stood on, <laughs> on values yeah, or yeah. some of the issues, right? And we really, you'd look at a debate or you'd listen to a debate, and it was, it was really like, man, I, I don't agree with you, but I'm well-informed. Right. I appreciate what you're saying. Now I'm listening to like to tear you down. I'm listening to break you. I'm listening to just essentially try to humiliate you. Yeah. Right. Four, four years ago, I talked to uh, a man in, in our community. He's not, he's not even in our church. He's in our community. He's in his 30s. Very successful man. He voted for Donald Trump. His wife's family. That. Thanksgiving and Christmas would not allow the, him to enter into their into their house My for goodness. the holidays. Canceled the holidays. My goodness. Canceled him for out the of the holidays. holidays. Now, still invited his wife, but canceled him. Now, this guy, who was kind of the financial standard bearer for the house, uh, was still asked for money from the family. Was still expected to buy gifts for the family. Sure. But he was not allowed to participate Jeez. with the family Jeez. simply because they didn't like that he voted for President Trump. Okay, well, you can like that or not. Like, hey, if you're listening, please go vote. Yeah, like, absolutely. vote your conscience, absolutely. vote your convictions, right or left, go vote. Like, go exercise your right to vote. Like, but man, like... You, we're gonna start start dividing families over a, a political vote, and it's so dangerous, right? Now, in in this conversation, right, we go, oh, you shouldn't be canceled over liking a tweet, and of course, in someone's mind, it's like, well, what about the people who really do horrible stuff? All right, well, let's talk about Jesus's response. Uh, like, w this is a podcast through Prime at Abundant Living, so we're let's let's talk about the word. Absolutely. Right. Right. So Jesus had a, had a lot of chances to cancel people. I mean, we saw the woman caught in adultery, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they, they bring her to Jesus, expecting Jesus to cancel her. Modern-day vernacular, right? They bring her, these men bring her to the feet of Jesus, literally caught in the act, yeah. right? Yeah. Bring her and... Say to Jesus, aren't you going to cancel her? Yeah. In her life. Literally in her, life. her life. Right. Yeah. In a literal sense, because that was old school, school living. Uh, but man, we end people's lives, sure. not their breathing. We don't stop their hearts. But I mean, oh, our yeah, society absolutely. today ends people's lives. Yeah. And what's his response? You who are without guilt, throw the first stone. Right. But so he calls out the hypocrisy. They all walk away. But then he also says to her, you still have a life to live. Yeah. You come yeah, with me. Powerful. And Absolutely. that is where cancel culture goes wrong. Yeah. It's not just that it's <clears throat> ripe in hypocrisy. It's not just that it's filled with bullying. It's not just that it's self-righteous like and self-righteousness is my opinion is the only opinion. Yeah. Sure. Like, yeah. That's self-righteousness. Yeah. I'm right, and you need to agree with me. Yeah. That's self-righteousness. So Jesus says, no, what you've done is really wrong. Totally. It's horrible. This is one of the worst things. It's terrible. But also, I love you. I forgive yeah. you. Oh, and by the way... Uh, when they crucify me, you're going to be sitting there with me. Yeah. Like, no, it's, it's <laughs> you know, I, I, that's a beautiful scenario for this, for this conversation, right? Because she is guilty, right? She is. And there, and you're right. There, there are instances where we ought to speak up, right? As you guys are listening to this, this is, this is not a prerogative to say, Hey, lose your voice. 
Hey, be passive. Don't and, speak and up. And cancel culture saying I don't agree with cancel culture doesn't say that I agree that people should do do whatever they want without consequence. Right. Right. No, of course not, man. Right. It, it, you know, if if you murder someone, I believe you should go to jail. There's consequences. Like, no, there's consequences. There's consequences. Like, Absolutely. If you're a horrible man to your wife, there's consequence to that. Yeah. Sure. Of course. Yeah. But. As Christians, we're taught to stand in grace, beautiful, to live in mercy, yeah, and to yeah, walk in forgiveness. That's there it is. Like, and, and you see Jesus do that right here, right? Because he draws his line, right? So he, he gives mercy, right? He says, look, where are your accusers? Right. And he says, they're gone. Neither do I accuse you. Right. right. So he draws a line and he says, look, I'm not going to beat you up. In one translation, he, it says that he, the statement is, your accusers have no power over you. Right. That's beautiful, right? Like, Incredible. Like, and we we could we could go an hour in that direction, right? Yeah. Where I'm not I'm not going to judge you over what you did, right. right? Right? Because we don't even know her name. That's that's funny. That's human nature. Right. We don't know her name. We know we know her as the adulterous woman, right? Labels. We, we know as the the woman with the issue of blood. Right. We know the man with the withered hand. We know the man who was blind for his whole life. We don't know their names. We know, yeah. we know their labels, right? It's funny because we're so quick. Humans are so quick to label, right? So he says, "Your accusers have no power over you," right? So he gives mercy, but then he, he still stands his ground oh, from, yeah. a, from a place of mercy because he tells her, I, neither, I, I don't condemn you, I don't cancel you, but go and sin no more. Yeah, stop. Let me, let me give you a different perspective. Yeah. Learn what's right and absolutely. do it. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And so I can, I, I, I can confront you without cancel, canceling right. you, right? I think that's, that's a beautiful thing, man. Um, you know, Jesus teaches it also this way. He says, you know, before you go talk about, about the splinter, in right. your brother's eye, go consider, think about the two by four, the plank, the big beam of wood that's, that's in, in yours, yours. Yeah. right? And so the, I don't think Jesus was teaching us in that moment to be like, look, you're horrible. You're, you're like a disgusting individual. I think what he's teaching us is like, look, before you cast shame or judgment or cancellation on someone, on someone's experience, mm -hmm. go think about your own experience and now judge them through the filters of your experience. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. Um, and I think I think that's such a big deal, you know, Jared, as we're talking about about how Jesus approaches um, things that would cancel us. I think I think one of the things that Mark, I, I think you'd agree, right? That 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 our our prime culture um, fights, and and you know, really, we we want to push back against this mentality. Is that there are things that we can do, that we can be a part of, that can happen to us. Um, that cancel God's plan in our life, that cancel our ability to walk in God's best for us to live the abundant life, right? And so I, I, wanna, I wanna ask you, Pastor Jared, as, as one of our lead pastors and one of the you know, main voices, you're our pastor, man, right? Like, um, I just wanna ask plainly the way the culture asks us, like, will, will Jesus cancel you? Absolutely not. Wow. No. Uh, okay, let's just quote scripture, all right? <clears throat> Uh, Romans 8, 38, 31 through 39 in the message translation, but I believe it's 37 and 38 in the message translation says there is no sin, not even the worst. Yes. I love that. It actually says not even the, the worst listed. listed in scripture. So all the ones with the big adjectives, the abominations, wow. the, the, you yeah. know, the big stuff. Yeah. <laughs> The, that, might be, that might be one of the biggest. That's yeah. an abomination. You are yeah. an abomination. You do not want to be called an abomination <laughs> ever even, in your whole even life. Even the, the, that grieves the spirit. Ooh. Like, ooh. Ooh. I was told that when like, I was in high school. Don't grieve Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Like, listen, you've never been checked until someone says, hey, listen, don't, you're grieving, this, you're you're grieving, grieving the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit right yeah. now. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I've always like, really? So you speak for the Holy Spirit? <laughs> or I'm really, I grieved yes. you. Hello. And you're, and Hello. you're trying to throw oh God on Hello. to add weight to what Hello. you're trying to tell me. Wow. Um, but so the Apostle Paul, in one of the prime books and chapters of the Bible, says there is no sin, not even the worst, not even the worst listed in Scripture that separates you from the love of God. And you can't. It, you have to pay attention to words because it is the love of God that saved you. Yeah, That's why in the Beautiful. Bible it says there's faith, hope, love. Of these, love is the most important. 
Why? Because love is what gives you eternity. When you're in heaven, you don't need faith anymore. When you're in heaven, you don't need hope anymore. Are you right. kidding me? You're right. in heaven. Right. Yeah. You've reached right. the pinnacle. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. But you will stay in heaven because of the love of wow. your father. Wow. wow. And so it is the love of God. For God so loved the world that he sent yeah. Jesus to die on the cross. Yeah. That whosoever would believe in him would have everlasting life. It's the love of God. So sin cannot separate you from the love of God, which means it cannot separate you from the salvation of God, right? You've been, as a child of God, you've been freed from the curse of sin and death. Wow. Jesus became a curse so that you could be blessed. He bore that curse so that you can be blessed. Brilliant. Now, people go, oh, there is a way. Haven't you read the scripture that says that if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, that you will lose your salvation? Yeah. If you can quote that scripture to me, clearly I know that scripture. My question is, have you studied it? Like, don't quote a scripture to me that you yeah. don't know what it means. Sure. So when you study to blaspheme the Holy Spirit, in, in, the, in the literal text, it simply says, anyone who rejects their salvation will lose their salvation. Well... How did you get your salvation? By accepting it. That's all it is. Wow. Like yeah. you ask Jesus to be Lord of your life. You accept salvation through faith. The Bible says the only way you can lose your salvation is to reject it. Wow. So you, the same way you confess Jesus as Lord of your life, you denounce him. Wow. Like wow. as Lord of your life. So I do believe in that, but that's your choice. That's not Jesus canceling. Yeah. You. No, you just canceled Jesus. Yeah. I love that. I love like, that pastor Jared. I, because like this is, this is so powerful in, in, in the perspectives of what we set our faith to and what we set our believing to. Right. As, as if my failure, as if my mistake, as if that moment of humiliation, that moment I'm not proud of could actually be greater than what Jesus did. And that's the line that a lot, a lot of us buy and we just eat, you know, line hook and sinker. Right. Um, how do how do we push? How do we push back from that thing? Because we think when we think of of blaspheming the Holy Spirit, that's like a su that's super churchy. Heavy. Like you've oh, been you, you've you've been in like camp meetings, right? Yeah. You like oh, you've yeah. been in tent revivals. Oh, if yeah. you can if you can quote you and your Jinko yeah. jeans, man, you <laughs> back to like hey, good listen, man. listen. This is for you guys. You guys are you're gonna give me a good amen. You've burnt and thrown away CDs. Oh yeah, right. Worldly worldly <laughs> secular music. Yeah. You've thrown Don't away play it backwards. Watch death, out. Death oh, yeah. death no, death row CDs tapes. right here. <laughs> right here, death row CDs. Yeah, right, like row, all, yeah. like all, all, all. I just threw them away, and then I bought them away again bought three months the later. Next right? week. <laughs> <laughs> Another fourteen ninety nine. Look, but so you know, if you know blasting the Holy Spirit, but I love Pastor Jared. I love how you unpacked it. Really, where, where it's like where I, in my behavior and in my thinking and my believing, I denounce the power of the Holy Spirit in my life, and that that's that doesn't require demonic possession. That doesn't. Absolutely. It requires putting my my focus on the wrong thing. And I, I love that you said that because maybe just maybe there are so many of us that are living in a way that has canceled in our own minds, has canceled the power of Jesus because we think what we've done is too much, right? right? Let's talk a little bit because I, 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 want, I, want, I want the culture to listen to this over and over so their hope is filled and their, the, the power of truth frees them. Right. So let's let, if, 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 if you're cool with it, I want to draw on your, your life experience yeah. in those experiences, because we've all had them where you've felt like, man, this is too far. This is I've, I've felt like I've canceled the work of God and the plan of God in my life. Right. Um, what has pulled you back to sure. cancel the cancellation? Sure. Do you know what I mean? Well, so here's the reality. You can be saved and connected to God, and you can be saved and separated from God. You're still saved. Mm. So it's just that the separation disconnects you mm. from the power of God wow. in your life. Yeah. Uh, and that all comes down to simply your choices of set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. God says, please choose life. Yeah. Like, please choose life. You and I have talked about this a lot, Cruz. We talk about it all the time. And it's even a leadership cliche. The, the quality of your life simply comes down to the quality of your choices. Yeah. You make godly choices, you get godly results. Yeah. You make ungodly choices, you get ungodly results. That doesn't mean that God loves you more or less because his love for you yeah. is not contingent on your behavior. Yeah. 
but his plan for you a lot of times is. Wow. You wait, hold on. Let, <laughs> this is the moment where you need to push pause and and go back and hear what Pastor just said, yeah. right? Like so, the salvation of God is not contingent on my behavior, right? But the plan of God is contingent right. many times on my decisions, right? Because wow. you can contradict the work of God in your life, right? Like you come into church, Lord Jesus, bring me a godly man to marry in my life. I want a godly man. But then there's nothing about you that's godly other than Ooh. once a week you show up at church. Ooh. Ooh. So you're expecting God to give you something you are not. Right? Or say you're already married. God, I want to have a great marriage, except you go home and you're a jerk every day. Wow. Well, you're not going to have a great marriage. Wow. You go, God, I'm praying to lose weight and I want to be healthy, except that you eat all the worst foods all day long. Well, you can pray that prayer all you want and you keep eating that ice cream. Yeah, you can be healthy. Wow. Like, so wow. you in your choices can contradict the plan and purpose of God in your wow. life. Now, here's the beautiful thing. You will not cancel it, though, it's because beautiful. the moment that you come back to God and say, hey, man, what I've been doing ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> These decisions, yeah, they're not... Uh, yeah. They're not working out for me. Yeah. God will restore yeah. his plan for you. Yeah. And you cannot, your choices do not eliminate that God has a hope in the future for Beautiful. you. But you can contradict it. Wow. And it's simply, it comes down to your choice. You choose who you are, right? Like yeah. God didn't want Adam and Eve yeah. to eat that fruit, but they ate it. But he still loved them. Yep. We know he still yeah, loved them. And he gave us a way out of that life, which right. is Jesus. Which is Jesus. Right? Wow. Wow. So let's talk, let's talk a little bit right now, Pastor Jared, to, to that young adult, right? That 23, 24-year-old right now who's, who's fighting the voice of guilt, the voice of shame, the voice mm -hmm. of, you know, the big, word, the big word there is condemnation, that there's been a verdict that's been passed on my life, yep. and that verdict is guilty, and there's a punishment that I have to pay, right? Um, I think a lot of us, if if we're if, if we are if we allow ourselves to think clearly about it, a lot of the feels that we feel come from a place mm -hmm. like a place of that, a root of that, right? Mm -hmm. A root of regret, a root of a, a root of of guilt and shame, being mm -hmm. embarrassed, right? Um, help us, like like let's talk to them right now. Like let's let's walk them out of that pit, right? Where do where do you start right, immediately if you if we're if someone is fighting that right now? Where do they stop canceling out God's plan and purpose? Right. Well, the first place is that you accept the love of God back into mm. your life. And you hear what we're saying. And, wow. and that is, you are forgiven. Your sin is not you. Sin has no control over you. You can overcome it. You can be delivered from it. Jesus took away the power of sin from his children. Yeah. So when you come to Jesus you are free from sin. That's beautiful. Secondly, you got to start making better decisions, yeah. right? Yeah. Because you will always have regret if you keep on making the bad decision. That's good. Right. That's good. Right? Everybody makes mistakes. The only mistake that's worth regretting is the one that you don't learn from. That's the Brilliant. that's the only we Brilliant. all make mistakes. I mean, y'all, I've talked about this. I was the party kid. I ran away from God. I got myself addicted to stuff. I mean, I, I was all over the place. I was depressed. I had insomnia. I had anxiety. I was having panic. I mean, I, I was all of it. I was the multiple choice D, <laughs> all, all of, of the, the above. above. <laughs> like, like, put me on the list. Like, okay, but then when I came back to Jesus, he started helping me fix that stuff. And through his wisdom, 
He began, began to deliver me from it and then empower me to make wow. better decisions that pulled me out of those consequences. Now, your sin does not have consequence in your standing with Jesus. He loves you more than he hates the sin, but your sin has consequence in your life. Like there is negativity that comes from bad choices. And a lot of times that comes on the inside of us, but that is a lie that you have to reject mm. from the world. See, sin is a liar. Shame is an accuser and regret is a bondage, mm. right? So sin lies, shame accuses and regret binds. Mm. It binds you. It's like a chain wrapped around your waist mm. that pulls you back, right? And that's why the apostle Paul said, I don't know everything. This is Philippians 3, 12, 13, mm -hmm. and 14. He, I'm summarizing. He goes, I don't know everything, but this one thing I do know. Come on. I mean, this is the Apostle Paul, yeah. right? The, the chiefest of the disciples. <laughs> yeah. Right? Peter, James, and John, the big three, went to his meetings. Yeah, the man. Like, the man. He taught Absolutely. them. He was so important that Jesus had to knock him off the freeway to get him to serve him, like literally, like derailed his yeah, life. Absolutely. Like literally, he, absolutely. Jesus literally caused a car accident to get Paul. I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> I love it. Go I read love it. it. <laughs> Acts, that's Acts chapter nine. Go read it when you get a chance. Go read it. That's Acts chapter nine. So these guys, this, so, so Paul says, man, I don't know everything, but one thing I do. Come on. I do know that I've got to forget those things which are behind me. Mm. And I've got to press. That's the, it's not just forgetting what's behind me. Then it's wow. pressing, pressing. Yeah. Wow. What are you pressing? You only press because you have resistance. And the resistance is from the world. Wow. The devil does not want you to forget what's in your past. Because if he can get you to live in what's behind you, he can keep you behind. Right? Like, so if you're living in the rearview mirror, you will crash as you try to hmm. move forward. So... The devil knows that he's defeated. He has no power over you. He cannot control you. He cannot uh, defeat you. He cannot make choices for you. He, he has nothing against you other than through the world system for, for the world system to convince you to lose your focus and put it in the wrong places and for you to defeat yourself. Mm. And one of the greatest ways he does that is through shame, yeah. guilt, regret. It is self-cancel culture. You cancel God's Jeez. plan wow. in Jeez. your life by believing the lie of sin. And that is, you failed, you're a failure. You uh, had sex before marriage, you are an adulterer. You uh, quit in something, you're a quitter. So, so the enemy wants to take your mistake and make it the banner of your life. Wow. Right? And that's, you've heard me say this before. The world says, shame on you. Shame on you. Shame. We literally put shame on you. Yeah. On you. Like, put it on you. But Jesus says, shame no more. Yeah. It, Romans 8, 1 through 2 says, There is now no more black cloud of judgment to those who believe. Well, that's what shame is. It's a black cloud over Sheesh. your life. It's just this cloud over your life. I'm a failure. I'm a loser. I'm a doubter. I, I, I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I've done too much. There's no way me and my family, no. we can't come back from this. Oh, oh, please, Cruz. There's more fight. Oh, I've, I've lost so many fights. Wow. Oh, you don't know my story. No, I don't know your story. <laughs> Never will, probably. But the good news is I'm not the one that needs to know. <laughs> Jesus knows your story and loves you anyway. And it is faith in him that lets you overcome the world. Yeah. So the world always will press against you because the enemy wants you to not resist him. Press on, Paul says, press on yeah. towards the high calling, right? Yeah. Towards the high calling of God. And, and what is the calling of God? The calling of God is unto a life of peace. It, it, the Bible says you are called unto peace and peace is health, welfare, prosperity, and every kind of good. 
health, welfare, prosperity, and every kind of good. So you press on into the peace of God, Beautiful. into the health of God, the prosperity Beautiful. of God, the welfare of God, and all sorts of good things happening in your life. But you got to press on, which means that you have to accept the love of Jesus in your Christ, yeah. in, in your life, and allow his forgiveness yeah. to come into yeah. your life yeah. and recognize my, fr- my friend, who, by the way, was tearing me down anyway, may have canceled me. But Jesus has not canceled me. My ex, who was actually pretty horrible to me and I was miserable (laughs) the whole time anyway, may have said all those things, but I'm not that. Come on. Yeah, I made some mistakes. Absolutely. I'm going to learn from those. I'm not going to keep doing it. Press forward. But I'm going to press on. I'm not who I used to be. I'm not defined by that. I'm going to be defined by what God says about me. And God says that he has a hope and a future for me. God says that I'm strong. God says I have the mind of Christ. God says that he'll give me wisdom. God says I I stand in grace. God says that I'm blessed in everything I do. That's what God, that's how I'm going to be identified. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I make mistakes. When I make mistakes, I'm going to ask God to forgive me. I'm going to move on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're listening today and you haven't, you haven't jumped on the church app, and listen to Missing Peace, uh, the series that Pastor Jared did. You need to do that. Please do yourself a favor. And also the current, the, the real recent series, Free Indeed. If this is something that you're kind of sh- shame and guilt, this is a really great series for you. Yeah, I mean, you, awesome. you have us for about a 45, 50 minute podcast. There's multiple resources, hours, hours, hours and of hours. resources on the church app Absolutely. where you can really dig in and really go, <clears throat> go to the battle. The one thing I, I, I really want to ask too is that it's, I think it's one thing for us to really accept the love and the grace and the mercy of God. What I'm really interested in is for church, obviously not our church or prime culture, but cancel culture inside of the church. I, I look at the parable of the, the returning son, right? The prodigal. And I think a lot of times in church, we do a really bad job of introducing people to the father. And instead we introduce them to the older brother. <laughs> That, that wants to hold and hang thing over the returners. Because really, that's what we all, right? We're all returning in some way, some form, or Absolutely. have returned, or in the constant state of returning. And so that's one thing. I, I think as we're listening and as you're here, what are some things that we could do as a culture to be a, a safe haven, a place? You know, we always say at Prime that you may have enemies out there, outside of this room, but none of them are in the room. How can we create the type of culture that cancels cancel culture inside the church doors? Point people to Jesus and not to their sin. Uh, I mean, we absolutely, you know, let's tell the truth. Uh, Christians can be mean, mean. (laughs) Wow. Some of the meanest people. Wow. During praise and worship. (laughs) Just turn around. Right. Like, like, did you just cuss me out with the scripture? Like, did you wait? Whoa. Yeah. I got, I got rear ended in my car one time leaving church leaving church on the street of church as we were leaving guy rear-ended me got out of the car and cussed me out and i was like weren't you just at church (laughs) (laughs) that his wife gets out she's like i'm so sorry pastor i'm so sorry and i'm like i just like wow and it was his fault he hit me no christians can be mean at the end of the day you cannot control what other people do or say. You right. can only control you. Yeah. And that includes what you put into your spirit and into your mind. The truth sets you free, not what other people say. The truth sets you free. Christians make a huge mistake when we rank sin. Mm. Wow. We rank it. We pick and choose. Oh, that sin's really bad. Ooh, that one's the worst. Ooh, oh, ooh. Ooh, that one's terrible. When I was growing up, it was divorce. If you got divorced, ooh. Well, now it's like, <laughs> yeah, we better figure out a way to get that one forgiven because <laughs> 50% of, yeah. of our churches are divorced. I, I'm like, oh, stop it. I, we're all in trouble. Go, go. If this is about sin, we're in trouble. Go read what, right. what the book of Proverbs says about gossip. Right. Gossip. <laughs> Am I right, Cruz? 100%. Go read what it says about gossip. Oh, and by the way, gossip's listed in the list 
where all the other ones are called abominations and all that. Yeah, gossip's in there. Yeah. Yeah. So we're all in trouble at that point because we've all gossiped. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. like, dude. I mean, let's take it a step further, right? There's three things that God hates. Yeah. Right? The lust of the eyes, the things you look at with desire, that you're, the lust of the flesh. And the pride of life. Right. If, I mean, if we're ranking sin. If we're ranking. Right. And if you think about it, we we all live in that. Right. Right. Like the things that we really desire, the covetousness. Well, and then Jesus know. said, even if you think it, it was a sin. Hello. Oh, yeah. okay. There it is. <laughs> no there it is. So again, this <laughs> yeah. is this is the the New Testament is not about sin. It is about Jesus. Beautiful. That's great. Beautiful. And that's where you have to live your life. It Beautiful. It is not about sin. It is about Jesus. Yeah. So good. Now, Jesus tells you, get rid of sin. Why? Because he understands what sin does to your joy, your peace, your relationships, yeah. to yeah. to your battle against anxiety, to your physical health, your right. emotional. He knows. So he doesn't want sin to have rule to rob you of the life he has for you, but it will never separate you from his love. And so when you say like, man, what happens when you point them to Jesus? Yeah. Just point them to Jesus. And when, when Christians come at me and they come at me, I'm like, I'm going to Jesus. 100%. I'm going to Jesus. 100%. Pastoring through a pandemic, I'm th- I'm 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 sending you to Jesus. Looking yeah. to like, Jesus. My job here is to point you to Jesus. Pastoring through social unrest and 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 uh, rioting and and police reform and education reform and peaceful protests that uh, then also turn into other things. And how do you navigate that? And you know how do you separate? Uh, a, a phrase from an organization and all that, baby, uh, I'm pointing you to Jesus. <laughs> uh, I'm pointing you to Jesus. My, po- I'm pointing you to Jesus. I'm pointing you to Jesus. What are we going to do? Life's so different now. I'm pointing you to Looking Jesus. To Why? Jesus. Because it's about Jesus. Yeah. Jesus is your hope and your future. He is your stand up and your recovery. Yeah. He is the light of yeah. the world. Yeah. If I can get you to Jesus, Jesus can give you wisdom. He can give you encouragement. He can heal your heart. He can heal your emotions. Beautiful. He can deliver yeah. you. I, I'm a pastor. I'm going to get you to Jesus. No, I don't have every answer. No, I don't know who should do this or who should do that. No, I don't know how to fix all the problems in America or in the world. Of course I don't. If I did, I'd go fix them. Right. <laughs> but I have right. Jesus. Yeah. So I'm going to point you to Jesus. I love that. And I'm going to stand for Jesus I and what that. his word says. I love that. Mm. So in social unrest, I'm going to point you to what Jesus says. Go be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. Don't hate your brother. Yeah. Mm. Love people like yeah. you want to be loved yeah. yourself. Yeah. Is that that's some it. deep revelation of Jared? No, that's the word of Jesus. Yeah. In yeah. a pandemic, I'm in the world. I'm not of it. I have a covenant of grace, provision, and mercy. I'm healed from the it's top the of my head yeah. to the soles of my feet. It's the word. Yeah. In an election year, whoever becomes my president, I'm not going to put my trust in them. Yeah. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Is yeah. that some deep revelation of Jesus? No. It's the word. Uh, of the word? No, that's just Jesus. Come on. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Yeah. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Yeah. And he will direct your yeah, steps. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. If the Republicans win, fine. If the Democrats win, fine. Who am I trusting? Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I, love, I love something that, you, that, that Pastor just said, you guys, um, especially as sons and daughters of, our, of, of Abundant. Um, Pastor just said, you know, we, we love and we accept um, and we love the way Jesus loved, right? Yeah. Um, you know, one, one, one of the phrases that Jesus gave specifically in forgiving and covering, because that's what love and forgiveness does. It covers, yeah. right? Uh, he said, freely you've received, so now freely, freely give. give, right? For some of us, you know, for, for some of you guys, you know, maybe you've been walking with Jesus and, and, and really, you know, you've had some consistency with him and, and, 
I, I use this word, and please forgive me, but I, and I love you with all my heart, and I use this word a, a little with a little tongue in cheek. Maybe you've got a little maturity to you, right? And so you see someone that's that's trying to figure out their life, right? And something inside of you makes you feel like, man, like, come on, like, like it's hard for me to see you in and out. It's hard for me, right? But I just want to remind you that there was a moment where Jesus freely forgave you, and the way you can have and have it settled in your heart. You know, I'm, I love you for wanting for, for for having expectations, and I love you for the standards, and I love you for, for uh, that's that's awesome. You're a leader. That's fantastic, right? But we we freely forgive and we freely give it. Why? Because there was a moment where we all needed it, right? Yeah. Secondly, Pastor Pastor Jared just said this, and I loved it. He said, you know, like I just point you to Jesus. I'm not I'm not the savior. I'm not the answer, right? And a couple a couple weeks ago at a culture night, part of part of the context of of, of the message was, look, when you come back, because Jesus assumes that we all have to come back, yeah. right? Every single one of us had a moment that we had to come back. Your job is not to is not to solve nor to save. You're not the answer nor the Messiah. Right. Your job is to strengthen and support, yeah. right? And Mark, I think it within within church culture, the way we oppose cancel the cancel culture in church is we do what the Lord told Peter to do in Luke twenty two thirty two. When you come back, you strengthen your brothers. You support your brothers. Romans 15 says, 15, one says this, let the strong carry the weak and not please themselves. Strength is not for status. Strength is for service. Yeah. Right. Um, and that, that's, that, that is how we cancel cancel culture. And that's how we cancel shame and regret. We stand with, we support, you know, we're we're not we're not going to be we're not going to be the people, and we're not going to be the community that leaves its wounded behind, right? right? That abandons its wounded. We're going to go, and we're going to make sure no one in the culture is left. You know, I, you you made a statement. You know, to some of you who have matured now, uh, I think it's so important that when you've matured, that you also remember when you were immature. <laughs> Absolutely, because. You know, when you get 25, 28, 30, 35, you start learning life and you overcome some stuff. It's amazing how quick we are to then get frustrated with people who, yeah. have, who have yet to overcome yeah. the same thing we overcame. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of incredible how judgy we'll be simply because we overcame it. It's like, well, I overcame it. <laughs> so... Maybe though we should recognize in the in the realm of strengthening our brethren that maybe God delivered you from that, and the people who have not yet overcome it themselves are in your life not for you to judge them, but for you to help them Absolutely. to overcome the mm. same thing. Show them the way. And show them the way yeah. and strengthen them, encourage them That's instead beautiful. of like oh, I can't oh, I can't believe it. That's don't, beautiful. Don't you know? That's beautiful. It's like oh, okay, man. I mean, I got, I was frustrated with a, a young person in, in our, in our world. And then it dawned on me, he's 21 years old. When I was 21, I was drunk all weekend. <laughs> Context, right? And, and this, <laughs> right. Yeah. This, this 21 year old is already completely planted in the church and has Jeez. been since high school. Jeez. He's just also 21. Hello. <laughs> Hello. And it was like, hello, Jared. Like, <laughs> you're here to help him, to encourage him, not be frustrated with him. Like, he needs yeah. your help. Yeah. You know, but yeah. in my own mind, I was like, oh, I can't believe this guy. He's making these decisions. And it's like, what? He's 21? Give him the grace that you got. Yeah. Five years later, by the way, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. when you decided to show back Hello. up, so my goodness, yeah. man, this has been incredible. Um, you know, this this has been phenomenal. Just just as we land the plane on this conversation, I'm I, I really want to bring you guys back to um, the portion of scripture that Pastor Jared just shared with us. Um, if you've been fighting guilt and shame, condemnation, please, please, please take some time right after you listen to this, if you're able to take some time to go read Romans chapter five, six, seven, and eight, especially in the message version. Um, and it will give you so much hope, so much life. Um, something that the enemy is going to, is going to whisper to you is that you're too far gone, mm -hmm. that you don't hear God, yep. that you, you, that he's Done not speaking much. to you, that he's abandoned you, that he's canceled yeah. your life. Um, first of all, we rebuke that. 
Yeah. And we stand against that voice now. Secondly, I just want to go back to Romans chapter 8, verse 1, that Pastor Jared just, I mean, broke it down for us. Um, in, in the old school version, in the King James Version, it says, there's there, therefore now no condemnation to those who, are, who walk after the Spirit, right? To walk after the Spirit literally means to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Um, and you can make that decision today. Yeah. You know, something, something that I pray about your generation so much is that uh, we love to be, you love to be in the fields. We love to be in the fields. Um, and there, there, there may be more fight left between getting your feelings up to the place where the decision needs to be. Does mm. that make sense? Right? Yep. Like uh, you may not feel like the Lord is talking to you, but the fact that you, that you hear right now that you're, you're listening right now and you're hearing your pastors say, Hey, there's life for you. There's hope for you. Yeah. And the Lord is still at work in your life. Yeah. That right there is something that you can walk after, even if you don't feel it, right? You can respond like Pastor Jared was talking about. You can respond to the higher calling because right now there are two things that are calling your life. There's a low calling, which is the, the voice and the calling of the enemy, of the world, of your past, your mistakes, the labels, the definitions. And then there's the higher calling which is the calling where the Lord speaks to you and says, you're my son, you're my daughter. I gave my son for you. I love you. I'm not mad at you. I'm madly in love with you. Our job is to say, our job now is what are we going to respond to? And today you can cancel the voice and you can cancel the lower calling by saying, I am going to pursue and press on after the higher calling. And make no mistake today, you guys, he is calling your name today. The Lord does not call you by what you've done. He calls you by who you are and by what Jesus has done for every single one of us. Today you are chosen. You are loved. You are accepted. You are forgiven. You are being made perfect every single day. And the one who started a good work in you is faithful even when we're not. Pastor Jared, thanks for being on with us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you so, so much. Hey, you guys, wherever you're listening to at this Um, If you're part of our church, if you are a son and daughter of Abundant, then you need to be in church. Get Get your behind in church, okay? On a Sunday, on a Wednesday, start serving. That's what the culture does. We're here to serve. We are contributors, not consumers, right? Um, And yeah. And follow Pastor Jared's real account. At Jared Neiman yep. underscore. No, just, it's yeah, not. Under, yeah. no, no. <laughs> it's there's only one Jer- account, There's only man. one, and that one is at Jared Neiman. All right. Yeah, follow make sure you come back next week. Friday is always Prime Day. We got more Prime Culture podcasts coming right your way. Coming in hot next Ooh, week. More uh, we're, we're, we're talking about worship. We're talking about Ooh, worship. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. Worship night, our very first Prime Culture worship night, is going to be happening Friday night, October 16th, at the Westside Campus. Get in the 7 room. p.m. It's going to be phenomenal. You, yeah. 100%. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the way. But until then, hey, be the culture. Let's go. We'll see you back here next week. Love y'all.